I'm Neil Wilkins, and welcome to The Mindful Living Show. And they're more likely to see something going on with them first because they're looking out rather than looking in. So they might see, oh, why, why are you so skitty today? Why are you so angry today? Why are you this today? But they're not thinking about how they are. And then on the other side of it is the which your spirit TV is probably interested in. You know, everyone's talking about ascension and where we're going. Well, the animals are also clearing. And because they're really aligned with their owners, custodians, as the custodian is clearing, they're having to clear as much as well. And they are requiring um, what I'm writing about, which is, um, support like with their diet with their emotions being outside they need that extra help even with things like parasite and everything as they're physically manifesting a lot of what their custodian is clearing so you have to help with that process but they're going through it as much so their their spiritual development is also um should be on their on, on the on the custodian's um mind as much as themselves does that make sense yeah it certainly does yeah and I, I definitely want to sort of cover quite a bit of that because I think um I, th I think people probably don't necessarily see a connection between you know their own sort of personal healing and you know the healing of either those or obviously you know of their uh, sort of animals and pets and you know sort of you know, furry friends um around them i think they often sort of probably would overlook that they wouldn't even realize that that was something that you could do and of course then there's a huge disconnect isn't there because obviously with the the aura and you know that kind of sort of outer reaching of energy you know it isn't just about what's inside you it is that sort of greater thing and i think a lot of people are kind of missing that right now i think some people who are aware their awareness needs to stretch a little further others who just and it's not a bad thing i'm not saying people who are asleep or awake i mean we're all in it together we're like an orchestra so some who are sleeping are meant to be sleeping but with their animals their animal friends especially you know being at home, being fed rubbish food, um, holding all that space for them. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And everyone always says, you know, our kid's amazing. What an amazing dog. He's really shiny. And I said, he has a good life, you know. But he is. He's, he's I mean, compared to some people around the world, he lives a lot better than they do. <laughs> so they require a lot of support. But that I think one thing we should say when we're recording it, because it just puts everything together. One woman said to me when I was queuing in a, a line to buy a gift for someone, she said, the only time my dog ever relaxes is when I'm in the bath. And I just looked at her and I said, like, can't you hear what you just said? And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, when you relax your dog relaxes and it was this great revelation for her but up until that point no one had actually asked her to look at what she was saying and as soon as she heard that she got it didn't have to explain anything to her 
just that one thing that she's been saying all along for her to try and hear. And I, I, th I think that's it's a really, really good one. And I, I just really, uh, yeah, I just kind of want to explore that kind of interconnection between, you know, the uh, the human and the animal, because I think um, yeah, that kind of interrelationship between, you know, the energy kind of flows in both directions, doesn't it? When the animal's anxious or when the animal's, you know, not happy, the, the owner can feel it. But in the, in the similar sort of sense, it's the opposite way as well. So there's this kind of dynamic, which often, because it's kind of unspoken, it's at a much deeper level isn't it and there is this kind of thing that goes on between the pet and, and the owner that it's almost like you can't just put your finger on it because it's just this flow of sort of consciousness isn't it if these guys were wild psychically they're protected they're, they're whole but because of their role and what they've agreed to come in with as soon as you bring them into your home, their energy fields are starting to feed from yours and they are requiring you to be balanced and protected psychically in order to be okay. So in the beginning, they can deal with things, everything might be okay. You might be on the edge, but you're not losing the plot completely but if over enough time you are not aligning balancing clearing cleansing and also helping these then you've got a problem because their centers for no fault of anybody's it just is are full and out of balance and that's why if i've done Say someone rings and said, I need some healing for my dog. So they might have two or three sessions. And then I'm trying to say to them, I think, although I'm still working with you on the side, you haven't actually said to me, I want to join in. So I'm only healing them as an aspect of their friend. But as soon as I get permission from them, okay, I, I want to join in. That last little shift that we need for their dog happens. And it's only then that they can see. And this is why I'm always advocating healing for you and your dog. But sometimes if people are not aware of healing, it's usually a last resort. So they come, so help me. And then I have to ask them to go again. I need you to just jump an, a, another little cavern. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I need to bring you on site now. And sometimes they don't want to go there. But I always say, dogs bring their owners for healing. That's it. <laughs> That's what always happens. And if people say, oh, I, I adopted a dog. So how is that? You know, they came like that. That's got nothing to do with me. Well, two things are happening. One is the law of attraction is always working. It doesn't have pockets of I need to manifest a boat or a car. It's always working. So whatever you're bringing to you is aligned to how you're feeling. And so sometimes if there's something in you that needs to be seen and healed, you might attract a dog to you that's showing you that. 
So it's, it's really interesting. It's never one thing. And always when we're healing the dogs, healing the owners, and then you need to really address um, their diet as well. About frequency of food, frequency of environment, frequency of thought, word, and deed. It's, it's, it's all affecting them. If, if you were looking to do maybe sort of like relationship counselling or healing sort of, you know, particular relationship or partnership, you, you'd kind of take both perspectives, wouldn't you? And I think a lot of people kind of almost forget that their pet or their, their furry friend is, it is kind of, it is part of a relationship that is very, very similar. And so to kind of almost expect that, you know, you can do one without the other is almost probably either a little bit naive or just really not kind of thinking it through because it would be obvious, wouldn't it, if it was two people. So, so why, why do you think people kind of miss that, that whole thing with the pet? I think it's what we were saying earlier. I think if people are at a frequency and an awareness of how energy works, maybe they are aware, maybe they're not expecting them to be okay without them being okay. I think for a lot of people, it's just conscious awareness is not expanded. I'm not saying they haven't got it within them to know and to come to that realization, but it's part of their journey. And so if someone suddenly becomes aware, oh my goodness, you know, I think I need to do some work for myself in order to help my friend. That's when I said, your animals will bring you for healing. So I think it's that broad generalization is too broad to say, why is it that um, people are like this? Because we're all doing different things at different times. But when somebody does come, that's when they're shifting and that's when they become aware. But you can't be aware of everything and do everything all at the same time. There's too many things on your soul journey to do. But when you do have a look at your animal friends and you come to that point, then it can ask you to expand even further because I'm looking at my dog, you know, oh, you're sad. What's going on? How have I been the last few days, last week, last couple of weeks? And then that might ask them to address everything else out in the world. You know, why did I bump into that person that was like that? Why am I being treated like that? Because they're starting to realize that everything around them is showing them something. So it's quite a big step to take. It's not just, oh, me and my dog are in relationship. It's asking them to open up so much more and take responsibility for self. And that is a major part of their life's lesson. So just to ask, why aren't they like that? That's one of the reasons they're not quite like that because it's a soul journey. But these guys now, I think everyone's aware. People are becoming more aware all the time. And realizing going to a vet, asking for drugs to suppress certain things, maybe is not the way anymore. And they've kind of outpriced themselves in a way. They've gone to a level where people are saying, you know, this is crazy. But because of that, they're starting to look to alternative means. And because they look for their friends for an alternative means, then they start to maybe think to themselves, well, I could do that for myself as well. Maybe we can journey together 
with the wisdom that's innate for natural herb food for mother earth maybe if i sit and relax maybe i can offer you some healing myself just by loving you you know there's i'm not saying it's the answer to all things but i think there there there's a big shift so um but they do need support they do need a lot of support kits fed on uh, organic meats a few two three times a week and then the rest of the time he'll live like a vegan, but he's having superfoods. I make a smoothie, he has a smoothie. I make a green drink, he has a green drink. When I take him to the woods, when I put him in the river, I know like the energy of that river is, he, he's having a ball because he's a, a water dog. But the other side of it is he's clearing and cleansing. And I need to get him into that water same way as people can be cleansed by the river same way as these guys are being cleansed by the river so there's things all day every day i think what's happening now spiritual evolution is not asking you to be spiritual or physical it's asking you to walk spirit all day every day thought word and deed thought word and deed it's not either or and so this is how we need to be with our animal friends yeah, there's a real kind of thing there that just when you were describing that it kind of took me back to um well literally you know the first sort of time that we first met and um that was i was looking sort of back in the in the calendar and stuff and that was some 12 years ago now which is just incredible just crazy in itself <laughs> and i can remember a conversation that we had um because you were the very first um, healer to give me a healing session ever I'd never encountered healing before um, and I don't know if you remember but um, in that very very first session I actually saw um, spirit guides so I actually saw four spirit guides who have been very much around me and I've been very very much aware of particularly two of them ever since um and it was quite a kind of like a profound moment that i would you know i'm never going to forget that because it was just like, what on earth's going on here and it was just that because i wasn't chasing it i wasn't feeling it and i think that the reason i wanted to kind of sort of bring that back and mention that again was because for me it was just one of those kind of little moments where I guess I was just ready to become awake and aware. And I think I just wanted to kind of sort of highlight that because I think the way that you're talking about the kind of the relationship with animals here is about listening to more than probably the average person is listening. And I think if people can kind of start to think about taking time being in the moment, reflecting, you talk about the law of attraction, and I think that's just a lovely example of just being just consciously awake of opportunity and actually using that relationship that you have with your, your pet or your friend there to be able to just kind of be open to stuff because I think so many people and particularly before the current sort of crisis situation that we're in I think so many people were just running headlong like well like headless chickens literally just not giving themselves a time and a space to be able to reflect or be able to be open um, and I know for me that that was it was such a profound healing experience because it just felt whoa suddenly something here that I wasn't even expecting to open up just opened up and certainly since that point i think 
I've been very open. I've, I've not had blinkers on. I've not been, yeah, having to feel like closed or anything. So that it's so every little opportunity that's presented itself is like, oh, something to learn here. It might not be positive, might not be negative. It's just what it is. And I think since that point, I've been just very open and aware. And I think, you know, it's just, I think this is what we're talking about, isn't it? Just that kind of being able to be receptive to opportunity receptive and open i mean relating to animals they come from the heart all the time and in order to connect and embody the the the, the heart opening is really really important you come from heart i mean a lot of people are developing inner inner sight more expansive sight and different centers can develop at different times but heart opening connects you to everything and being with your animal friends who are always coming from heart always if you're sitting with them taking time with them stroking them being with them quietening with them they can help you to get into that state that you were talking about, being um, for opportunity. Opportunities, they say opportunity is, is everywhere. It just depends on what you do with it, yeah? So if you're busy, 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 there might be loads of opportunities there for you. But if you're busy, 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 your frequency is a little lower. And so the opportunities that might be available are not so readily um, sensed because you're not there. So sitting with your animal friends puts you in that space and you're breathing and you're relaxing and you're more positive because you're loving your friend. And then you can go about your day and things might change a bit. It's not everything, we're all on different cycles. You know, um, from the moment you're born, you're going through different different uh, rooms, uh, different sensations, different learning experience, but settling, connecting, gratitude, peace, awareness, spiritual living through my daily walk will put you in that place that does allow more opportunity to come. Somebody might not have the experience you had. Maybe they don't need that experience. They need another one. And this is what some people need to be careful of because they're chasing. They're chasing something that they think, oh, I need that in order to be this. It's not a truth. You know, your soul knows what it needs. So being in the right environment, being open, allows you, allows you to journey that way. And then your opportunities come. And then you have to be courageous to take them because sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, and with all the, the kind of um, very, very well published and very, very well shared sort of energy changes that we've seen over the, well, the last, I guess, certainly three to four weeks has been really sort of quite significantly. I'm not just talking about coronavirus here, I'm talking about the sort of energy shifts that uh, a lot of people have been reporting. I mean, is this right here, right now, just a very, very good time to take the opportunity to 
introspect, to reflect, to just take that time out to almost kind of practice this kind of stuff? Do you, do you think now would be the time to, to begin if people are sort of thinking, you know, there, there needs to be some sort of shift? I mean, it is now that moment. Every moment is the right moment. But obviously, if people are not running around, like you said, as headless chickens, it is giving them more opportunity to sit and be quiet. But at the same time, we're also all really different. And so there will be some people that have been running around, but have that energy to do something, but it's never been channeled in a way that serves them. So maybe they're at home and they want to do and they want to be busy and they want to create. That too is walking spirit because you are embodying higher self. You're using your hands, you're walking around, you're using your mouth to speak. You know, maybe you're having deep conversations with your loved ones. Maybe you're writing. Maybe you've never stopped writing since you've been made to stay indoors. And there's someone saying to you, you need to sit and be quiet. And they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. But there are people, I would imagine, that have never sat quietly. Because distraction is exactly that. It's distraction. I don't want to feel... I don't want to connect there. I listen to the radio. I watch video game. I go on social media. I'll do this. I'll do this. I do this. So those people, it would probably serve them. It would probably serve them to wake up in the morning, give thanks for their day, stretch, smile, meditate. If they get to a point that they need to, I need to get out of my house. I need to do this. I need to do this. They need to trust that in some way they're expansive multidimensional beings and they're already moving all over the place. But right here, right now, they're just being asked to embody, be of earth, be of here, be right here, right now. And if they can trust that, they won't feel like they're missing out on anything. It's just right here, right now. And it's not forever for patience. The practice of patience is really, really important. Some people practice it their whole life. Guys have told me, you know, practice patience for 20 years. And after that, then you get to practice the patience you've got. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it could go on forever. But sitting, meditating, taking time for self. It's always important. But meditation isn't the same for everybody. But being inside... If you have a garden, you're blessed. If you, if you can get to somewhere green, you're blessed. If you're stuck inside a, a high-rise block, it's tricky for you. And, um, but maybe living in that environment as a person who's made those choices, they serve you. I couldn't live in a high-rise block and not get into my garden in lockdown. But other people, maybe they enjoy just looking out for the view. So it's tricky to say everybody sees life through their own lens. Yeah. There's, there's something about this, this whole thing about oneness and, and everybody almost like should be doing things in a certain way. And that's what the media tells you. And that's what certain, certain healers would tell you. But there is also this kind of really nice sort of juxtaposition, which talks about actually it is very, very unique to the individual. 
there's something here about you talked about soul contract you talked about gratitude you talked about kind of looking inward and so there's something really nice that it's okay to be different it's okay to experience it in your kind of unique way even though obviously we're all connected and there's a whole bunch of theories and science that you know confirms that there is also something unique about self and so I think what you're describing there, if, if I sort of get this right, is the fact that it is about sitting with yourself to understand yourself and using um, a certain range of different tools, be it meditation or, as you say, getting outside or just almost kind of just listening to what your heart and or soul kind of needs at any moment. So just kind of listening to yourself and kind of almost going with that intuitive feeling of actually what do I need what what is me and actually then just kind of almost just rolling with it because if you can accept that you know you are this unique individual this unique um, entity and you're going to do it your way and that's totally what you should be doing yeah. then that feels okay I think what you said there who am I you could wake up every morning who am I today it releases the, it's like sometimes you get the idea that, oh, I should, I, this is really good. I'm going to do this every day. Already it's squanched you like this. Right here, right now, this is what I'm doing. But you need to chat with yourself. You have to make sure when, you, when you're journeying along, you know, because we're made up of our choices. And when we make a choice, we have to, we have to address that choice because we're making that choice on so many levels. It's got a range of frequencies. It's got my timeline, everything. So every time, what is it? Why did I make that choice? What am I choosing to do right now? You might not want to do it, but you think it serves me. You know the idea, does it bring you joy? But sometimes things need to be done. And addressing certain things I think it's really, really important. You might not be dancing around having the time of your life, but inside you're centered, you're earthed, you're aware, and you know it's part of your journey. How I'm dealing with this situation right here, right now, is more important than what I'm doing. But we are unique. And this is why I always say it's like a big orchestra and everyone's playing their part, everybody. And people always look into everybody else, you know, what are you doing? Do I look like you? Do I sound like you? Do I need to be like you? People say, you know, be with your tribe. And who's my tribe? I don't know. Yeah. Shall I be like this? Shall I be like this? If feel for you. Feel who you are. And then when you start to get a sense of like, what is it that I want to do? People then think, oh, if I make a choice, is that me? It doesn't matter. Try something. You don't like it, leave it. But it's like a snowplow. You just need to keep going forward. And the more you go forward, as you look to your left and right, your environment will start to change. You're just moving forward. That's all you're expected to do. And when there's, because people think, oh, I need to make these choices, especially big life choices. You know, life's going to do that to you anyway. Yeah. It's not, you don't have to do that every day. Who am I today? How am I feeling today? What am I addressing today? And keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. So, but you know, life's not easy. Life's tricky, but that's why you're here. Master in the body of 
doing your earth walk, you know, this, and some are here to do certain things, others not. Some are always healing, some are always laughing, some are always being the trickster, but they're playing their part as well. You have to give thanks to those people. <laughs> it's, it's a rich tapestry, isn't it? Because it's almost like we're putting together a bit of a jigsaw puzzle here, which is, you know, sort of all these kind of unique beings and entities kind of doing their thing. I mean, one of the things that I sort of picked up on there was this just this whole concept of maybe perhaps not overthinking stuff because I think a lot of people would sort of dwell and kind of go around in these sort of circular loops that obviously might not be serving them whereas actually what you talked about there was listening to your heart being grateful being in the moment obviously listening to your pet and kind of observing those energies and how everything kind of feels so is that to you is that so significantly more important than really the thinking element of this my mental body works a lot but through that process it's it's mental body is is there to help you act so you need to tune in and allow inspiration to find you and then once you've got it then we need to we need to put it into action so the mind is perfect mind is perfect for this job but a lot of the time people are not engaging their higher self heart for the inspiration they're asking the mind to do the work yeah, what should I do? Da, 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 da. I don't know. Maybe I do. Da, da, da. And that goes on and on. And it causes chaos. And the mind actually wants to try and help you. But it's not its job. It's not its job. And you've given it a job load. And it's like, okay, I'll try and help you. But as soon as you take that stress off the mind and say, okay, I don't expect anything from you right now. I'm going to sit or I'm going to just journey along until I feel that inspiration. And then I'm going to go, ah, I got it. Okay, let's go. Now you can help me. And you've given it its job. It knows what it's got to do and it can get you to where it needs to go. Yeah. But asking it to work out the meaning of your life, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not its job. <laughs> Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, I think it does. And it's for me, it's a fascinating one because I think this is possibly where it comes kind of full circle back to the um, to, to the pets because I think a lot of people would say, oh, if, if only, you know, life were as simple for, for me as it is for my pet. And it's almost like we make this assumption that there's not a, a huge amount going on, but of course there obviously is. But there is also this, and particularly I think with dogs, there's this simplicity of being in the present um, now clearly dogs do think about stuff, but actually a lot of the, the sort of the, the time that they spend is about appreciating that moment. So if we're sort of truly listening to our pets here, we should be almost using them as tutors to kind of keep reminding us, hey, hey, slow down, hey, stop. Hey, just enjoy the right here, right now. Let's kind of sample what we've got here and just be grateful for it. I think it's true, but like my dog is happiest when he's outside he likes to be outside he likes to be in the river he 
likes to, I mean, he's nearly like he's in his 11th year. Okay. But he still likes to chase the ball. He likes to have fun and he likes to, you know, take in life. So what you said there is when he's inside, you know, he's dreaming sometimes he's outside and he's running because his body's moving. If he had the choice between sitting in here and being outside, he would take outside. So being in the moment, they can be in the moment, but that doesn't make for them their moment perfect because they're also on, on a journey. They're here to help us, for sure they are. They're, they're here to help uh, clear a lot of physical um, lower energies. It's part, of, it's part of their contract with us. But at the same time, whilst doing that, they need to be the best version of themselves because it's quite a tricky job. So this is what I'm saying. Being in the moment, I can be in the moment and I can experience anger. I can experience grief. I can experience ecstatic joy. So being in the moment doesn't necessarily mean like I'm zen here, just right here, right now, and whatever's going on. And so these guys, it's like people are locked up. So for, for, for lockdown, these guys, they can spend eight or nine hours a day on their own, all day, five days a week. People come home from work, they're tired, maybe just once around the block, been to the toilet, that's okay. And then they come in and then they want to flop down, watch TV and the dog flops down because they're so lethargic and they're not moving their bodies. They are high vibrational beings, but they are in a physical body. And that body requires the best possible nurturing. Same as you. If you were to lay on the floor all day, every day, you might look pretty zen, but it's not the best. And some people have got really, I don't know, take a collie. And people say, you know, he's really calm. You know, he just lays there, you know. And I said, he's not just laying there, he's going insane. <laughs> he is so bored, but he's just shut down. Throw him outside for two minutes, he'll be running around like crazy. So being in the moment, I think you can learn from them by saying, be in the moment, feel what you're feeling for sure. And then the idea for you, if you're in your moment and you truly tune into how you're feeling and you do not feel it's the best version of yourself that you can be, then you use your tools to say, maybe it's not the best day, but I can create the best version of my not so good day. That's what I can do. Everything's aligning in such a way to say it's a bit of a doof day. My thing, I can raise that doof day to a level that's acceptable. And through doing that, I am psychically, energetically caring for myself. And through that, I then can gift my dog. They are then feeling easier. And because they're feeling easier, then maybe they help to contribute to your better day by making you laugh or making you go outside or making you think about something. So 
like you said, it's, it's a weave, but it's never one thing. It is, the energies are, are in motion and constantly changing. As soon as you try to put your finger on it, it's gone already. So you don't have anything to um, relate to. If you try and go, oh, I remember that moment. <laughs> it was like, it's gone. It's really gone. But your tools and your um, wisdom can help you move through whatever's going on. And if you can address your day like this, you can help your friends. And then your friends can help you. That's, but you need to help their physicality with food as well. It's really, really important. It's really, really important. This is just brilliant advice. And I think anybody who has a, a dog, a horse, a cat, or any other kind of animal that uh, they feel the relationship possibly isn't quite uh, working in one or both directions right now, I think um, they're going to be picking up a lot of really, really useful information from you, Rachel. Um, if somebody wants to get hold of you, how um, best should they contact you? I have a website, www.rachelbolton.life. It's R-A-C-H-E-L-B-O-L-T-O-N dot life. And under the headings, you can see for healing for people, healing for animals, and all the other things that we do. And there's also contact um, information there as well. But there's lots of testimonials that you can read um, how people and animals have, have, been, have been helped just by having their frequency uh, raised. Thank you, Rachel, so much for your time today. <laughs> Thank you for being here. <laughs>